Hi, welcome to Hold the Light, a show for lifelong learners who are curious about the ways we can deepen our connection to our personal and spiritual growth. I'm Lori Gunning Grossman. I'm here to hold the light for the light holders of the world. Today on the show, I'm talking with feng shui expert Christina Hollinger. Let me tell you, this is exactly the conversation you want to hear right now, because Christina is sharing knowledge, wisdom, and practical tips about the Lunar New Year happening on February 10th and about 2024 in general. If you haven't heard yet, 2024 is the year of the Wood Dragon. So what does that mean? As Christina shares, the Year of the Wood Dragon is all about expansion and prosperity. She says that this is a year to reap the harvest, that our inner work is paying off, and that it's a year to be seen and recognized. It's your time to shine. She shares helpful tips on how we can fully be in alignment with and embrace the dragon energy. We go into the wood element and what it means in feng shui, and Christina offers things that we can do personally and internally this year to be a magnet for what we desire. As she says, the world needs your light in a way that only you can show it. You are going to love this conversation. So please welcome my guest, Christina Hollinger. I love talking with you because I think that you are a wealth of information about feng shui and energy and I also love your generosity and how you share your information, how you uplift other women and men and people in this space. And so you're such a delight. So first of all, thank you for coming on this podcast with me. Thank you, Lori. Happy to be here. So grateful to be you know, in your space again. And also just everything you said, just I received that. So thank you. You're so <laughs> welcome. All right. So The purpose of having you on at this time in the year is to talk about the Lunar New Year. So talking about the themes of 2024, what to expect, you know, how we can prepare, some feng shui tips. I know that you have so much information about this, and we will also, at the end of this conversation, touch upon a class you have on Friday February 9th, which is Welcome the Wealth class, which is perfect for the Lunar New Year's Eve. So we will, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we do, let's jump into 2024 and the year of the wood dragon. So what does this mean? What are the key themes and what can we expect? I'm so excited about the 2024 year of the wood dragon. And I believe that we are going to be more successful moving forward if we kind of look at where we've been. So just for the listeners, I just want to outline it for everybody. Yes, we're already in 2024. We had the new year, January 1st. But the real new year, in my opinion, starts on February 10th, which is the Lunar New Year. It falls on a Saturday this year. And Lunar New Year's Eve is February 9th. And so you want to mark your calendars because it's the most auspicious time to call in money energy into your home and into your life for the year. And it's also the time where we are officially going to be in the year of the wood dragon. So right now we're kind of in this interesting moment because the year of the yin water rabbit 
is still happening, even though it's 2024. Mm. So 2023 was the year of the yin water rabbit. And the water energy really calls us to go within and get in touch with our emotions and our intuition. And the rabbit energy is this yin energy that really called us to pause and almost look back on the past four years. And I say four years because Lori, just for your listeners, you know, in the Chinese Zodiac, there's 12 Zodiac animals, right? Right. And the year of the rat 2020 was the beginning of a brand new cycle. The rat's the first Zodiac in the Chinese Zodiac signs. So in 2020, we were essentially in like a new era. And so the fourth Zodiac is the rabbit. So the past, when we got into the year of the rabbit, it was just a time to sort of pause and not force and hustle, but to kind of look back and think, is what I wanted in 2020, because I know we all remember that year, we all pivoted, is what I wanted then, what I still want now, and is the way that I'm operating now in alignment with what I truly desire. So really, we had an opportunity in 2023. And still listeners, you still are listening. And it's the year of the yin water rabbit all the way until February 10th. You kind of had this moment right. of time to sort of pause and reflect and slow down. But that's not what's going to happen next year. Next year is going to pick up speed. Ooh. Oh, my God. Okay, why does this sound so exciting to me? So it's going to pick up speed. And this is part of like the energy of the wood dragon? Yeah. So, you know, the yin energy calls us to go within. And now we head into the year of the yang wood dragon, which is all about expansion. So as we move from the water energy, we were in the water energy from 2020 two to 2023. So we've had two years of it. So now we're moving into two years of wood element energy. And let's focus on that before we even get into the dragon. Yeah, The wood element in feng shui is really about expansion. So even just imagining a tree has its deep roots and then it expands and reaches out to the sunshine. And that's really what we're going to be able to do in these next two years. What I'm telling everyone is, this is the year to reap the harvest. In other words, all the behind the scenes hard work that you've been doing, all of the inner work that you've been doing the past couple years is going to truly pay off and manifest in physical form in 2024, the year of the wood dragon. Um, that sounds thrilling. <laughs> it sounds good, right? <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, and so here's the thing. The wood element activates the wealth area and the family area when we talk about feng shui. And what a lot of people don't know is that the family area represents stability and finances. So it is about money. And the wood element is very much about money. It's about stability and finances. And then of course, wealth is about luxury, prosperity, and having more than enough to cover basics and to really invest in things that you truly love. So that's why the money is going to be a theme coming up in 2024 and even into 2025. If money and prosperity, you know, abundance are part of the themes of this coming year, are there ways that we can kind of like shore up our homes and our spaces and even ourselves to fully like be in alignment 
with this? Oh, absolutely. So, and I will get to the point of like how we can embrace the dragon energy, but while we're focusing on the wood Mm. elements, I just really want your listeners to know that there's some things that you can do internally as well. Um, In feng shui, we not only work with our environment and how we can adjust the environment around us, but we also focus on personal energy and what we can do within ourselves to become a magnet for what we desire. So I will respond, of course, to how you can amplify your environment through feng shui. But the first thing I want to share with your listeners is such a simple tool that I share with people in my 12-month manifesting journey. And I'm telling all of my one-on-one clients this right now as well. 2024 is the year to round up. And here's what I mean by that. Money is a flow of giving and receiving. And to keep it in harmony, we must give in order to receive. So have you ever been to a restaurant or been checking out at a store and the person asks if you'd like to round up to the nearest dollar to donate to a cause like the Ronald McDonald House or St. Jude Hospital? Has that ever happened Mm. to you before? Yes. Yeah. Right. And even at my local grocery store, a little button pops up and they just say, would you like to donate a dollar or five dollars? Yeah, that that's definitely happened. Absolutely. So 2024 is the year to round up and the year to say yes, because because even though it seems so simple and insignificant to round up to the nearest dollar or to donate on your, at the checkout line, that is one way that we can keep the flow of giving and receiving open in 2024. Because with every lesson, like everyone's excited about the year of the wood dragon because people are talking about how prosperity is such a theme and it truly is. But you know, with every lesson, there's always the shadow side. So, you know, if we hold on and we Mm -hmm. find ourselves holding on to money too tightly and not being willing to invest in ourselves or to, you know, um, give to others, then what we're doing is we're actually cutting off the circulation. Um, A little fun fact that I think is a great visual. Um, In numerology, 2024, we're heading into a universal eight year. And when you turn the eight Mm -hmm. sideways, it's that infinity symbol. So that's really sort of the, the visual that I get when I think about 2024 is think about the infinity and just wanting to keep that balance and flow of giving and receiving. And even in feng shui, the number eight activates money. It's a money number. Um, So I just wanted to sort of share that before I get into how you can activate the wood element in your home, as well as, you know, I want to get into how the dragon is going to also be something that we can really align with. Yeah. Oh, I love this so much. I love the rounding up idea. And it's interesting because it's something that I've been thinking about recently. I read this book called The Game of Life. And it was written like in 1925, but I've heard other people, you know, in this space of personal growth, spiritual development have mentioned it by this author named um, Florence Scoville Shin. And one of the things she talks about, because she's talking about energy and um, and like an abundance, she talks that how, the importance, it's what you're saying, of keeping money in flow, of like, you know, mm. it comes in and then it goes out and goes out joyfully. You know, it's just like keeping it in flow, as you said, like round it up and do it, do it joyfully. It is like, 
um, as she's saying that money is is source or God, whatever you want to call it, in manifestation. And it's abundant mm-hmm. and keep it flowing. So what you're saying about the rounding up, I love it. That's such a good tip. And I'm definitely going to remember that. Yeah, so simple. So, so simple. And that's really the mm. joy of teaching feng shui is that it's just such a simple manifesting method that I love to teach other yeah. people. But would you like me to get into a little bit about the wood element? Yes, let's do it. Well, so for some of your listeners, maybe you've you know heard me talk about feng shui before, but if not, um, I work with a tool called the Bagua Map. And the Bagua Map is a nine square grid that divides your home into nine areas of life. So essentially you can find your wealth area simply by walking into the front door of your home and the wealth area correlates to the far back left area of your home. And the relationship area is in the far back right area of your home. And each area of your home correlates to a different area of your life. So as I was saying earlier, the wood element is going to activate the wealth area, which is in the far back left area of your home, as well as the family space, which um, you can literally go to my site and like look at the bagel map. It might be easier to identify. But just to sort of help your listeners to really attuned to the wood element. The shape of the wood element is a vertical rectangle. So the up and down rectangle, think of a tree trunk. Uh, Mm. The colors are going to be green and brown. And if you want to activate the money energy in the wealth area, it would be purples and gold. And of course, you can also activate the wood element through like a bonsai tree, even flowers, money trees. So kind of activating your space with intention of incorporating some more wood energy into those spaces is just going to amplify the manifesting power this year. And one thing that is really kind of fun too is um, I gave a, a workshop on this, but you can actually dress and activate the wood element through your clothing. Mm. So you could wear like stripes or denim represents the wood energy, floral prints, athleisure wear also represents the wood energy. And when you tune into this, it's going to make you feel more flexible, more open-minded, more expansive, and less stuck. So you'll feel more ease in moving forward and that upward growth and expansion that is going to be so supported in 2024 Year of the Wood Dragon. Okay, yes to athleisure wear. I am am totally in for that. Um, Fascinating that it can be reflected in our clothing, in denim and in floral prints. That's so fascinating to me. Mm Mm-hmm. It is. You know, Lori, I had my teacher, Lori Polly, who founded the Feng Shui School of Chicago, Mm -hmm. come to my house in October this year because, you know, practitioners need practitioners too. Mm. And she did a Feng Shui consultation for me. And it was really interesting because, you know, we have our own blind spots. And so in my own house, I guess I have a lot of like Mm. neutrals. And I do have some, you know, feature walls with some really bright colors. But in general, you know, I'm kind of like that pottery barn neutral, like, you know, style, I guess you could say. And she suggested that I would add a little more fire energy to my clothing just to kind of get that yang energy. Because, 
you know, too much of anything is never good. And so she really did suggest, she's like, you can add some pops of color to your decor, but also to the clothing that you're wearing. So yeah, that's, we could do a whole nother episode on that one day. That's, it was, it's really fun. Oh, it's so cool. Okay. I'm loving all of this. So elements in the relationship area and then in the wealth corner are, you said rectangles, wood, purples, you could do it in plants. Okay. Yes. And so the family area is right below the wealth area. So I would just recommend looking at the actual bag of map for that. The relationship area is in the far back, right? And that's activated by earth. So that's a little bit different. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like the family area represents your immediate family, your friendships, your ancestors, and then financial stability. Oh, okay. And so all of this, yeah. So really tapping into that is going to be helpful. And then, you know, for the year of the actual dragon, I would just love to touch upon that for the listeners. The dragon is the only mythological creature in the Chinese zodiac. So there's 12 zodiac signs that correlate with the year that you were born. And the dragon's the only one that's a mythical creature and can fly. So what I like to say to people is, you know, this is the year to reap the harvest. You've done all of the inner work and the spiritual work and the hard work behind the scenes. And now it's time to fly like the dragon. Ah. The dragon is no wilting lily. It is here to be seen. This is the year to be seen and recognized. and really like seen as an authority in your field, but also recognized for all that you've accomplished and also just to be seen in your authentic light. So if you've been holding back your gifts, this year is going to call you to show up. And if you refuse Mm. to do that, because maybe you're a little bit shy or you're adamant about it, you know, you're going to feel the tug and it's going to kind of eat away at you until you're willing to say, okay, I'm going to do the thing, whether that's write the book, you know, create the podcast, reach out to another community that that needs to hear your message, whatever that means to you. So I just want to really emphasize to the listeners that the world needs your light in a way that only you can show it. And this really is the year to share whatever gifts you've been given. Oh, that's so beautiful. And especially talking about showing up as your authentic self Mm. and allowing that to be visible. Because, you know, I imagine that there are some people that maybe they don't want to write a book or do something like that, yet they still want their authentic self to be seen in their own community or with Mm -hmm. their family and their friends. And, and yeah, that can be challenging often to, to fully, you know, allow ourselves to be seen because it's so vulnerable yet when we do, that is when we really grow and evolve. So this is the year to do it. Right. And you and I were talking about how now Pluto is in Aquarius for most of the year. It dips back mm. into Capricorn in the fall. And so what better mm-hmm. time than to like really connect with other like-minded individuals that can really support you through this. And like if there's someone who's doing what you want to be doing, this is such a great time to collaborate with them or follow their lead and just really start rubbing elbows with people in a community that feels supportive to you. Oh, it sounds so good. It sounds so warm and welcoming. And as we've said, like being around like-minded people, let's do it. Yes. Could I share one more 
piece of advice though for your listeners because I think it's really important for everyone to know that the year of the dragon is a yang energy. And I truly believe that as a collective, we're all ready for this. I mean, I hope people are listening and all pumped up and jazzed like, yes, this is the year to <laughs> reap the harvest or all my hard work. I'm in. And it sounds awesome. Yeah. But I just want to remind everybody that the yang energy is going to require us to do the thing and to show up and to work. So Here's my piece of advice. This is what I'm telling everyone in my 12-month manifesting journey. This is what I'm sharing on my own podcast. We want to avoid burnout in 2024. Mm. So the goal for me, and this is what I think is going to be the key for a lot of people, is this year more than ever, pay attention to the moon phases. Mm. So Lori, I know you've had a lot of guests on here that maybe have touched upon this topic, but... Here's just the general gist of what this would look like. Every month, there's a new moon and a full moon. And so what I would recommend is during the new moon, it's a really auspicious time to go within, maybe do some meditation, journaling, set your intentions, take an extra salt bath, a walk in nature, have grace with yourself. And then during the full moon, that tends to be a time the sky is lit up. That's when the moon is at its fullest. This is a great time to take action. This is a time when you will likely see a lot of your manifestations come to fruition. You will feel so much more supported energetically when you have a meeting or a big engagement or a big project to complete around the full moon. Mm. So what I truly believe to avoid that burnout, you will probably benefit more from kind of loading your schedule closer to the full moon with things that need to be completed. And when you really need to show up and take action and be in the spotlight and then really kind of give yourself some grace around the new moon and give yourself an extra nap or whatever it is you need, because those little micro breaks during the month are going to really help you to make it through the year without getting completely burnt out. So don't let the year of the dragon totally burn you out. You know, it's not just hustle, hustle all the time. You have to find some space to exhale and and really relax. Okay. Such good advice. And it's making me kind of rethink the new moon, I guess. I, I like the idea of, I know it's intention setting time, but I like the idea of what you said of you know, take time to journal, you know, maybe to go within. And uh, I'm imagining like some people might just want to go for walks or mm-hmm. allow ourselves, as you said, a little bit of grace at that time and then schedule some of our things around the full moon. It's mm. such a great idea and a new idea to me to to like to use my calendar along with the moon calendar and to go like in that whole rhythm of it, which makes total sense now as you're saying it. So that's very cool. Yeah, it's really interesting because uh, at the time of this recording, we're kind of heading into a full moon energy. And I'm not even kidding you, Mm -hmm. Sunday, which is actually a yang day of the week, believe it or not, it's a day when you have a lot of extra energy. Yeah, I pre-recorded a bunch of podcasts for myself, for my my own show. And it was like the easiest thing ever. It just like came out so easily. And I just got so much accomplished because we're heading into that full moon. Yeah. Whereas I think that if I were to, you know, space things out, like doing one show each day for like 
four weeks in a row, it would have taken longer and it would have felt more tedious, honestly. So I just want listeners to know that there's a new way to do things in 2024. If you know, you, you just can reimagine how you can space your time. Um, Just play around with it and see how it feels to you, especially if you're noticing yourself getting tired or feeling really burnt out this year, like truly remember to give yourself grace. So is that a thing that you're saying that this is really um, an energy of this new year that the possibility of burnout is is there for all of us just because of this energy? Exactly. So it's just going to be a year where you're going to want to take action and you're going to re- you're going to mm-hmm. reap the harvest and you're going to receive rewards for any actions that you take. Um, but, you know, if you're always go, 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 then yeah. it it kind of wears on you. So that's really just the only lesson there is just to make sure that you plan out your little micro vacations. And it doesn't even have to be a vacation out of town. It could literally just be like, okay, I'm going to designate this time around the new moon where I'm going to go offline for a day and just do something to fill my cup. And if I need to sleep in without my alarm on a Sunday, just really not Mm. be unapologetic about that and really not like, you know, give yourself, give yourself some grace that you don't have to do maybe the workout or something like that around that time of year or that time of month. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's so good, Christina. I have a quick question about this as I was thinking about it, because you're talking about, you know, the lessons of the wood dragon and how we can work with the energy when it comes to like for you, what's one of the greatest lessons that you've learned about working with the energy of each new year? Like, how do you how do you approach this um, now with every new year that comes and the energy of the new year? So this is the I'm going into my ninth year of truly being aware of the lunar new year, mm-hmm. practicing the welcome the wealth ceremony, which is a sacred ritual that you do on Lunar New Year's Eve, February 9th, to welcome in money, Mm -hmm. prosperity, and opportunities for the new year. And I would say that this year in particular, the year of the yin water rabbit, hit me the hardest in the sense that I really honored the, um, the universal energy. And I was very serious about it because In 2023, we were in a seven universal year, according to numerology. And seven is a spiritual number. So Mm. that combined with the yin water rabbit energy was really calling us as a collective to slow down and go within. And I think for me, Lori, like I was born during a full moon. So I have a lot of yang energy in me. My moon sign is in Aries. So Aries is a fire sign. I have a lot of go, go, go Uh hustle energy in me. And so for me to take an entire year to sort of pause and slow down and say, okay, Christina, like I took a break from my own podcast and I didn't know when I was going to come back. And I ended up taking a whole six month break. It was amazing, Lori. (laughs) It felt so good. And a lot of opportunities came in. And during that time, during that rest period. And so what my point to all of this is when you are aware of what the universal energy is calling you to do, then you can do less and truly attract more because you're kind of going with the flow. And here, I want to give an analogy to the listeners. It's kind of like 
going with the flow of the four seasons. You know, nature doesn't always, it's not always in bloom. Mm. That's summer and that's spring. But nature also has its winters and its falls where thing and fall where things mm. go within and things slow down. And so I think we can learn a lot from nature. And that's ultimately what talking about this with your listeners is. It's like, okay, what is the natural energy and how can we embrace it? And so to your question, like how has paying attention to the energy of the year impacted me? It's influenced me so greatly. And ultimately, it's just helped me to feel so much more grounded and so much more at ease in my day-to-day life because I just truly um, Mm. just don't feel like I always have to be hustling. And I just feel like we're in a hustle culture and I put that pressure on myself quite often. So it's really nice to know when it's time to rest. Yeah. Oh, it's put so beautifully Yeah, and it really calls upon us to tune into ourselves and tune into our surroundings. And as you said, like the moon phases and just the energy, it's calling us. It's just calling us to be in co-creation with it, you know, with the energy of each year. Um, So having knowledge about, like, say, 2024 and the year of the Wood Dragon and what we're moving into can be really helpful, especially when we might be feeling certain ways and wondering, like, why am I feeling, why am I feeling, or why am I feeling like super energized this year when I was feeling a little introspective <laughs> last year? A lot of it has to do with the energy. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is really good. You know, you mentioned something on Instagram that I saw on your on your page on Instagram that you said if there's one feng shui adjustment to do this year, you would say to add fresh flowers mm. every week. Oh, yeah. Every week. Mm-hmm. And either to the kitchen or to the to the wealth corner. Now, is this because it's a wood element? Why is this so powerful? So interestingly, for for a very long time, Lori, I was always identifying flowers as being the earth energy oh. because to me it seems very earthy, but it truly is the wood energy. So, um that being said, it really is more just about the fact that flowers replenish the positive energy in any spaces in. Mm. So for example, I was on Windy City Rehab, which is a show on HGTV, and Alice and Victoria had me come in and do a feng shui space clearing. Mm -hmm. And when we do the feng shui space clearing ceremony, we put a little plate with nine carnations and one candle on each plate. And we place it in the room. It's part of the space clearing ceremony. We put the candle in the room so that the candle can burn any negative or stagnant energy. Mm. And the nine flowers replenish and replace positive energy into that space. So to your point, flowers are going to rejuvenate the space and then brighten up the energy, which makes your space a magnet for what it is that you desire. Mm. And the reason why I would recommend treating yourself to fresh flowers in the kitchen is because the kitchen's the hub of abundance. There's a lot of aspects of the kitchen that represent your capacity to receive and save money. Um, For example, the oven, the dining room table, the refrigerator, all of these we call pillars of the kitchen. And there's there's things you can do to really activate them and to make sure that 
you know, the abundance is flowing in. But for your listeners, the simplest thing is, you know, put some fresh flowers on your dining room table, because that represents your abundance. Um, And you can also locate the wealth area of your kitchen. So when you walk into your kitchen, the far back left area is the wealth area. And if you put some flowers there, to your point, it's going to add some wood energy. So it'll activate the wealth. And it's also just going to be replenishing the positive energy in the space. Okay. Treat yourself to fresh flowers. Yeah. With your intention, it's it sounds so simple, but I'm telling you, you you'll feel a difference. You'll mm. see a difference, and then you'll notice a difference manifests in a new way that you would never expect. Oh. That's what I love about feng shui. Oh my god, it's mm-hmm. so good. Okay, I just have two more questions for you as we're rounding out. Love it. Um, the first one is so on February 9th, which is the Lunar New Year's Eve. You have a Welcome the Wealth class. I'm going to link to it in my show notes because people can still sign up for it, I'm imagining. Mm -hmm. Yes. So this is where you help people prepare for the new year, which sounds very exciting. If someone is not able to make it for whatever reason, do you have just like one tip that you could share here that you teach people or just a general idea about what you're teaching people? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the Welcome the Wealth ceremony was something that was passed down to me from my teacher, Lori Polly. Um, she has, you know, she learned directly from Professor Lin Yun, who came from China to the United States in the 1980s, and he brought the BTB School Feng Shui here to the U.S. Mm. I never got a chance to meet Professor because when I started to study Feng Shui, he had already passed, but my teacher learned directly from Professor. Um, And so I'm kind of passing on this tradition. It's so much fun, Lori. It's a very intentional, fun ceremony that you would either perform on February 9th, Lunar New Year's Eve, or on February 10th, Lunar New Year's Day. If it's Lunar New Year's Eve, you do this um, ritual during the hours of 11 p.m. and 1 a.m., which I know sounds really (laughs) late at night, but it doesn't take two hours. You can just do it between that window. And that's the most yin time of night. That's why. Because the most yin time of night, when you're talking about the new moon, it's like the new moon, right? It's like the time to plant your seeds of intention. Yeah. And then on New Year's Day, you can also do this ceremony. If you're more of a daytime person, you could do it Saturday, February 10th between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. So you could do it at the most yang time of the afternoon. Okay. And ultimately, it's just this really intentional and fun ceremony in which you are going to, you know, do a series of steps and also set the table with lots of different foods that represent different things for the new year, including like noodles for a long life. Um, You could do pot stickers to represent pockets full of money. Um, Oranges represent abundance and feng shui. Um, Greens to represent longevity for your parents' life if they are still with us. Mm -hmm. All sorts of different things to set the table. And this ritual, again, is just a nice way to... um, I'll be doing it for my ninth year this year. So it's such a great way to set a solid foundation for money energy. And for those of you who aren't able to join this year for Welcome the Wealth, um, I would recommend for sure before February 9th, I would clean your house as if you're having guests coming over. And ultimately, I'm saying it like that because you want to 
um, really have a clean slate moving into the year of the wood dragon. And pay special attention to your front door because the front door is considered the mouth of chi. It's where all the fresh energy and money and opportunities enter your home. So you want to actually get a broom and physically sweep the doormat because not only is it going to clean your doormat physically, but energetically using that broom is going to wash away essentially any stagnant energy that has been built up. And if you really want to like amp up the manifestation, you can treat yourself to a brand new doormat. And if you don't mind, Lori, I just want to give like four quick tips on if you're going to get a new doormat, what you want to make sure you include just so that, um, you know, you can make the most of this manifesting tip. Oh, yes. What do you think? Yes, of course. Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) So having a front doormat is really important because it's like a landing pad for opportunities, money, and abundance to come into your home. Whenever I do a one-on-one consultation, that's where we start. We always start the front door because that's the mouth of chi where all the energy and abundance comes in. So four things to keep in mind with the front doormat. Number one, you want the front doormat to be as wide as the door, but not wider. I know it sounds like a good thing, but if the doormat's wider than the front door, you actually end up attracting more opportunities than you can handle. So then you just feel overwhelmed and you're not able to really um, optimize every opportunity. So a doormat, just the right size. And then if you don't like how that looks, you can always put like um, a rug or something underneath it to sort of balance it out visually. But you want the actual mat itself to be the width of the door no longer. The second tip for this is to make sure that the doormat is solid and doesn't have any holes in it. Um, I've seen doormats where they have like these patterns sort of etched out and we just don't want the money and opportunities falling through the cracks. So a solid doormat is going to be the best. Okay. Third point would be to avoid any monograms because you don't want people walking on your name. So if you have your last name or the monogram of your name, I would switch that out. And the final point I would make about the doormat is thickness does matter. So if you're able to get like a thicker doormat, that will bring in thicker, more abundant opportunities and, you know, bigger wads of cash. So Uh. (laughs) that would just be my four tips for, you know, switching out the doormat. If that's the one thing that you want to do to treat yourself to get prepared for the new year, that would be what I would do. Amazing and so easy to do. Such a such an actionable tip. Thank you for that. That's so good. Okay, so I just have one more question. It's basically just rounding out this conversation, which I've loved so much, by the way. Is there anything that as we are closing out, as we look to this year ahead of 2024, of the year of the Wood Dragon, specifically the Lunar New Year, um, is there like one thing that you would want people to take away from this conversation, either that we've covered or haven't covered, just to shore them up and to get them in the best mind space and energy space as we move into this into this new year? Um, there's two things, really. So the first thing I want to say is a lot of people are curious to know, is it going to be a good year for me? Mm-hmm. Because they know their Zodiac, you know, I'm the, I'm a rat, you know, and you could easily ask, like, is it a good year for rats? And you can probably Google it and find out if it's going to be an auspicious year for you or not. And I just want everyone listening to know, like, 
go ahead and Google if it's going to be a good year for your Chinese Zodiac. But at the end of the day, it is going to be a good year and you are in charge of your destiny. You have the power to make adjustments to your immediate surroundings, to your environment, to optimize the year of the wood dragon. There is no predetermined destiny that you're going to have bad luck this year because a certain website says that. So I truly just want everyone to know, like, this is the year to reap the harvest, no matter what your zodiac sign is, you can make adjustments to your external environment, as well as your inner environment, and make this truly the best year. And the second thing I wanted to say is that when it comes to the year of the wood dragon, the themes this year are money, prosperity, career expansion, stand in your authority, and avoid burnout. Mm. And that's really just sort of like if I were to sum it up in a couple of words, that would be those words that I would take with you into the new year. And I know it's going to be a wonderful year for everyone because you were destined to hear this conversation. And I'm so excited for everyone on the call Uh, or everyone on the podcast listening. Christina, it is so good. And I feel like anybody listening is going to be so excited to really embrace this year, the year of the wood dragon and um, all these like really wonderful, energizing, powerful words to bring in Mm -hmm. and reaping. Did you say reaping the harvest? Is that what, is that the word you're saying? Yeah. Let's yes, go. It's the year to reap the harvest. Let's do it, everybody. It's so good. Christina, thank you so much. I always love talking with you. You are a delight. And as I said at the top, you're very generous with your advice, your guidance, and your expert tips. You just you just share so generously, and it's so appreciated. And I can't wait for people to sign up for your class, Welcome the Wealth class and also just follow you on Instagram and and follow all the things that you're putting out in the world. So thank you so much, my friend, for coming on here and talking with me. Thank you, Lori. I always love talking with you and I appreciate you inviting me back and I wish you a really happy new year. Ah, you too. Thank you. To learn more about Christina and get more of her great feng shui tips, visit her website at Christina Hollinger or find her on Instagram at Christina.Hollinger. Christina also hosts her own podcast called Modern Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger, which you can find on all podcast platforms. Finally, to help kickstart this Lunar New Year and to bring in that prosperity, Christina is offering a workshop this Friday, February 9th called Welcome the Wealth. Find out more on her Instagram or website. Also, all links are in our show notes as well. Thank you for listening to Hold the Light. For more information about this episode and the topics discussed, visit our show notes or find more at holdthelightcollective.com or on Instagram at holdthelightcollective. This podcast is produced by me, Lori Gunning Grossman. Jonathan Grossman is our co-producer and all-around sound guru. He also wrote the original music. This podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio in Los Angeles, California. Finally, if you like the show, please rate, review, and share it with a friend. Let's share the light with each other.